And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And uh, 100 Watts and a Wire features the intersection of life and amateur radio, whether you're a new ham or an experienced operator looking to find your people, 100 Watts and a Wire is here to help provide quality information, entertainment, and community. Steve, W7UDI, is here with me as well in the sidecar seat. Uh, good evening to you, Steve. Good evening, and hi, everyone. Glad to be here. You know, uh, I, I am almost embarrassed to tell you this story, Steve, but uh, it is a real story. And I'm going to let our friends know that uh, we do this every Sunday night, 6 o'clock Central. Everybody is welcome uh, to join us here. If you're in the listening audience, you're listening to it later, Sundays at 6 o'clock, you can join the live show. If you have a question, put a Q in front of it, all that sort of stuff. We will do Q&A later tonight. We have a good docket of questions, and um, we'll get to those as we go. Uh, also joining us in uh, watching the chat is Scotty. He's here as well. Strong hair follicles. He washed and he said, I took a bath. And then he comes in and he throws his hair <laughs> all over Steve and I. And we're just like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Hair. Molecular fortitude. Uh, yeah, I wash my hair with a bar of soap, dude. I don't know what kind of product you have, but ivory uh, does the trick for me. Oh. Uh... But anyway, <laughs> hello, Scotty. Hello, how's everybody doing tonight? Oh, pretty good. I think good. I have uh, something running in the background. I've got a dehumidifier on or something I'm hearing. It's not going to kill us. I will sort it out as we go. But I got to tell you guys, I am, oh man, I'm going to just say it because tonight we're going to work on talking a little bit about how you found ham radio. Okay, so get your stories together. Put them in the chat. Maybe you can start to tell us how you found ham radio, and we're going to talk about that. we got a lot of answers from Facebook and Discord, our social media, and uh, the fellas here will share how they got into amateur radio as well here tonight. But let me tell you, this is the life portion of what, what we're doing, right? So I uh, two nights ago, we got wind coming through this part of Missouri. Like, you know, and it wasn't even crazy, you guys. It was just sort of um, enough. It was enough wind to get things galloping and moving. And I thought, you know what? It was too cold. It was in the 40s. And I know that's not cold, cold. But when you've got 14 mile an hour winds or so, it was just like, ooh, I don't know. I'm just going to stay out of the woods because next thing you know, you all know what a widow maker is, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. So, we, we don't want to die like that. Um, so anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm looking around. I see a 2-meter 440 antenna. Looks to me like maybe one of the clamps. It's got two sets of clamps on the, on the, um, on the mast that holds it up. It looks like maybe one of them shifted a little bit. I'm like, ah, it looks a little strange, but it's too windy, and I don't want to get out here today. Leave it alone. So, you know, I thought I went back in the house in typical Christian fashion. I'm like... How's the wind now? Has the wind died down 20 minutes later? No, wind hasn't died down. Stay inside. How about now, 40 minutes later? Nope, 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 nope. And the whole time, I'm like, I got to get out there, fix that antenna. It's freaking me out. It's a little crooked, man. It's a little crooked. I don't like it. Anyway, and I made a tickety-tock video. And, uh, oh, welcome to anybody who may have joined over at TikTok. 
boy, that's a little fun. I do little one-minute pieces, and this was part of it. I went out there, and I was like, hey, antenna damage, right? But what I didn't know until I went out yesterday, forget about the 2-meter 440 crookedness and my crooked mind thinking, I got to fix it, got to fix it. <laughs> it was totally fine, right? Let me tell you what I did. Now, I guess I don't need to be ashamed of it. I, I but what I did was I knew everything is temporary, right? So I'm I'm out in the woods. I've got a 160 and I've got an 80, and they're on the same limb on an oak tree that's up there about 50 feet. Okay. And we know that the long, sexy legs Woo! of the 160, oh, baby. you know, the yeah. wind tends to bring debris down, and it tends to make things a little, um, you know, dicey sometimes so i've got two legs they're going north to south the other side go actually over a little hill and down not a problem i go out there and i look around and i'm like okay let's see what's going on and what i did was i put a fence post this thing's probably eight foot right i dug it down to maybe two and a half three feet but i didn't put it in concrete tied off my 160 tied off the 80 meter to it now, would you know, you know, and I packed it down. I, w I went out there and I stepped on it. I'm like, come on, freeze, freeze this ground. This is temporary. This is going to be just temporary, but I think everything's going to be okay. We're deep enough. All this. I go out there, I swear. I went out there and it looked like the two antennas had dropped down to about the same height, right? I'm looking up. I'm like, what in the world is going on? They pulled the post out of the earth and took it up into the sky. I'm like, they took it up to Jesus. Like, it looked like it was hanging there like, oh, the post. I'm like, how am I going to get this back? And it, you know, that's some propagation right there. It was the craziest thing. And I'm like, you did this to yourself, dude. You did this to yourself. I'm like, well. I couldn't see anything wow. really landed on it, but it pulled this pole straight up out of the ground, up right. about, wow. I don't know, I'm going to say 20 feet. And my antennas were at the same height. And I'm like, what is going on? And right in the middle was the pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am embarrassed. I I don't even know. Um, so this morning, like a maniac, I, I'm not a big fan of the throw back the time or back, back up the time or you know whatever that is called. Daylight savings time. Not a fan. Oof. So, you know, I get up at 5.15 automatic. I don't even set an alarm. It's just, just get up, and it's 4.15 now, right? I'm like, oh, crikey. <laughs> and the sun didn't come up until, you know, when the sun comes up like it normally does. But I was like, my daughter comes in 7 o'clock. She's an early riser like Dad. I said, baby, I need to go outside because I got this Jesus post hanging up there. It's in the middle of the... She's like, huh? What are you talking about? I'm like, I I'll explain it later. GR5 Jesus. Is <laughs> this pole is trying to get to Jesus. And I don't know if I can do it. It's on a slingshot. Like, it doesn't have enough to get there. So I, uh, I went out there, and I'm, like, trying to lasso this thing. I got a brick. I, I went about everything the wrong way. Try I'm just trying to throw a line... A rope mm -hmm. over the post as it's holding on to the two antennas so I can pull it back to the earth. Oh, it took me, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes, and I had to go to work today. I'm like, this, is, this just sucks. And sometimes if I treat things with like a, uh, this is my last attempt, screw it, this is your last chance, do it. And I finally got over this thing, and I 
pulled it back down to the earth. And um, and I'm thinking, like, you, you know, you got to think about things. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a voice in my head. I don't know if it's yours or not, Steve, or if it's my father or whatever it is. But I'm like, it's, it could have been Jesus. Like, the only voice you would have heard was me laughing. <laughs> I have a picture of it. I, I, I wish I could have pulled it up. But I was like, I don't even know if I should tell this story. This is the dumbest damn oh, thing Oh, you got ever. it. So, friends, you know, I think what happened, it didn't even look like there was so much going on. I think the wind just was galloping these two antennas that are running north Mm -hmm. to south together on the same limb to a certain point where they were like, let's just go down. And it pulled this pole right out of the ground, man, and uh, up there. And I'm like, now what are you going to do? So today, after work, I went and got a bag of Quick Crete or whatever you call it. You know, you mix it up, 50-pound bag. And I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right, man. I'm going to do it right. Put the post in there the correct way because uh, I, I think it was might have been you. But, you know, everything's temporary. You know, like we're mm-hmm. temporary. That I'm not trying to be philosophical here. We're all just visiting. But our antenna systems are so not permanent. We get an idea that right. they're so permanent. And I thought, you know, it'll do. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. They're not going to pull this pole out of the earth. Sure as heck, boy. Straight up out of the earth. Up the up it goes. Like it's... So if anybody would like to step in now and tell me anything that they've step ever done. It. Yeah, yeah. Or we could just, just go to commercial. Just, just step in. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Pick it up. Tell us about your week and what you've been up to. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah, this week has been... Uh... As my wife would say, the house has been possessed. Well, happened on thanks Thanksgiving. No, that's coming up. Happened on Halloween night uh, or late afternoon. All of a sudden, um, the lights in the house started flickering, and uh, things were just not acting right. And uh, but out here in the shop, everything has been has been fine. But I lo- all of a sudden I lost my internet, and uh, like, what the heck is going on? So I go into the I first I start you know doing some quick troubleshooting you know ping the ping the firewall can't get to it ping the switch can't get to it and it's like okay we lost something go into the house go down in the basement uh, where my equipment's at and the UPS is offline just going nuts my printer is losing its mind the lights are flickering it's like what the heck is going on long story short we lost a uh a a neutral and um it was going bad and uh, being i have 400 amp service at the house i have two panels so i pulled the covers off the panels i'm doing some quick voltage measurements and 240 is fine between the hot legs but i got one side high one side low and it's varying it's going up up and down and everything and it's just been just crazy and then at one point my wife turns on the garbage disposal pow pow <laughs> lost three surge, <laughs> surge protectors and everything and it was just Oof. it was just absolutely nuts called in my compadres from uh, from work and we were by the time uh, everything got repaired my front of my house got dug up um, and uh, it was um, it was uh, it was kind of fun but everything is all back together now and we're good to go so it was a uh, what they what the line crews call a Fargo that went bad, and essentially what it is is just think of it as a splitter. You got one neutral coming from the uh, from the power pole, and then it just splits it and 
gives you uh, two neutrals that one goes to each uh, power panel. Same thing on the hot legs. So that uh, that all got fixed. We found with my my CTs and uh, and CTs are current transformers. That's how they measure the power being consumed. So that all got found, and then uh, and then there was a little bit of uh, monkey motions <clears throat> and a few things, and they uh, we buried that stuff up, and then. Uh, so that was uh, that was kind of Monday and through the week, and then last night kind of ended with uh, just a night out. Uh, our uh, local high school has an FFA chapter, so we had a um, a uh, prime rib feast that they put on every year and uh, raise a bunch of money. So if you have an FFA chapter in your local town, it's a good idea to support them. These are great kids. They did all the serving and uh, and their advisors advise them and it was just a great time we just had a had a blast uh we uh, there was an auction and uh a lot of people in the community come together for for these uh, organizations so if you got an ffa chapter i know it's kind of a little bit of a plug but uh i'm really impressed with these high school kids and they're uh, they're doing great work from our uh Listening audience, you're encouraged to join us Sunday night, 6 o'clock on YouTube. Jump in the chat. Let us know what's going on. It's great to have uh, everyone here and contributing tonight. We are asking how you found Ham Radio. We have a lot of uh, feedback from YouTube and our Discord channels. But it'd be good to have you here as well. And after the show, we stick around here on YouTube and give you live coverage of the Sunday evening net. Everybody's welcome to join in as well uh scotty's here as well kilo charlie three bravo x-ray november uh anything exciting uh happened to you this week uh not not nothing nearly as exciting as uh steve's week it sounds what a what a mess <laughs> it was uh oh, yeah. had a nice uh halloween on main street every uh every uh every year um all the stores um have uh you know people get dressed up and they sit out there and give out candy and and it's been a tradition for I don't know how many decades, but all the neighborhoods in the area they all kind of truck into town. All the little kids all dressed up, and the and the families, mom and pop, are often dressed up, and they just go down one side of Main Street down to the river, and they turn around, come back up the hill, hit the other side, and on a when the weather's nice, uh, we probably have maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand kids come marching up and down Main Street on Halloween. It's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I usually, yeah, I'm usually in my Alice Cooper. Thing. Alice Cooper garb sitting out there uh, giving candy and trying to kind of get scary with the kids. Uh, but we had a little bit of rain this year, so but it didn't uh, didn't deter. Um, it had a good turnout. Good. That's a lot and, uh, of a lot of sugar. If you have a question, a put candy. a cue in front of it and uh, drop your question into the chat. We'll take some live questions. We'll take questions that came from Facebook, Discord, uh, email, and all that sort of stuff. But first. This week in radio history, Steve, November 1st, 1926. You remember we were just uh, playing marbles on the schoolyard oh, back yeah. then. <laughs> NBC begins operations. NBC. On November 2nd, 1920, KDKA in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania becomes the first commercially licensed broadcast station. Also on that date, KDKA transmits the first licensed broadcast it was the result of the Harding-Cox presidential election. I voted for Harding. Uh, Steve voted for Cox. Woo! 
<laughs> also this week in radio, the first plug-and-play consumer radio receivers begin sales at the Joseph Horn Department Store in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I remember old Joseph Horn. We'd go there with a nickel and get a hot dog, and me and Steve would split it up. And Scotty would be like, what about me? I'm like, shut up. That would be it. Just shut up. Stop. You go to, but no. I want one of these newfangled radios. <laughs> I want a radio too and a hot dog. I voted for Cox. Woo! <laughs> All right, there you go. Well, there's uh this week in radio history, boys. That is not right. Uh, let's see. We do have Woo! some. Uh, we do have Woo! some other things to teach you about. Scotty, you ready to talk about see uh, some oh, contests right. and things like that going on? Let's see what we got. Sure, sure. Let me pull up uh, who we got here. Some um, oh, next uh, next weekend we got some contests coming up uh, November twelfth and thirteenth. Um, for you space cadets out there, we have the uh, the Earth Moon Earth contest is happening um, next weekend. Little EME. Uh, also, the 12th and 13th, the uh, 10, 10 International Club they have their fall contest, the, the digital version of their 1010. 10. And uh, 10 Ooh, meters has be been pretty one. hopping here. So oh, that, yeah. that ought to be a lot of fun. Uh, what else is going on of note? Um, oh, the Japan International DX contest is mm -hmm. happening um, November 12th and 13th that weekend as well. So, some cool stuff the 1010 uh, and then the Japanese DX. A few other things going on. Uh, and then the the Earth uh, Moon Bounce contest happening. So if you're into that, I've always wanted to try that, but I don't have the equipment for that sort of stuff. Pants a lot you of stuff some, going on. Uh, you need a we lot got of some antenna us, and power. Yeah, that, uh, we got some, cool. some cool special events coming on uh, coming Kick up it. next weekend too. We got Kick the uh, November 9th, the Hedy Lamar Day. November mm -hmm. nine hotel in Rochester, New York is going to be running a uh, uh, special event station. Um, November 11th and 12th. Uh, Iron Mission Days, November 7th, uh, United in Cedar City, Utah, having a special event station, and uh, Salute to Service Day, on November 0, uh, Victor Bates City, Missouri, um, on November 11th, and uh, as well as uh, some other Veterans Day special event stations happening nice. uh, next weekend as well. So, yeah, it should be a fun Beautiful. weekend for some radio time. Beautiful. All right, I'm going to roll something across the screen here and talk a little bit about being community-supported. Steve, overwhelmed this weekend. Uh, our friends chose to, to support the show. DJ W1UED, Ben, Kilo X-Ray 4, Tango, Quebec, Mark, Kilo Charlie 3, Juliet, Tango, Foxtrot, Don, Kilo Charlie 0, Delta Whiskey, Zulu, KB2YSI Ross, he's W2 Tango Tango, John Kilo Juliet 7 Zulu Mike Oscar, and Mike Zero Lima Mike Kilo and Kleewick. Kleewick bought like $50 worth of coffees uh, wow. over this weekend. So a uh, big thank you thank to you. our new and returning members. Pastor Joe was right, you just have to make the ask. And uh, we've been talking about it a little bit with a few clicks. You can support the content and the community you enjoy. There's no sign-ups at Buy Me a Coffee. In fact, uh, if you're joining us here live, I'll put that up on the screen for you to check out. There's a few membership areas that are kind of cool and people are, are doing. And there was a, uh, a question about, hey, like, I just want to pay one lump sum. Can I do that? And I was like, let me figure that out. 
and I guess it was yesterday, and the boys jumped at it. They didn't want to do every little bit every month. They wanted to just throw the money at the, the stuff, and I was like, that's awesome. So a big thank you to our friends who have supported us uh, along the way and are continuing to do so. You know, we talked about uh, sponsorship. Sponsorship's really hard to uh, come by at the point at uh, this point. Uh, because, you know, people are struggling. You know, they may be struggling and maybe uh, getting in longer. And I think a longer time, that is, in terms of the struggle. The motto has always been like kind of radio. Like, let's uh, let's get the sponsors to pay for this. But we're at the point now, if you dig it and uh, you get value out of the community, think about uh, becoming someone who can support it. Um, and we just keep the lights on. Nobody's making any money here. And everybody you see is doing it on a voluntary business but that's my uh, that's my uh, weekly pitch. But the guys above you see scrolling on your screen and the ones that I have announced have definitely uh, provided a bit of wind in our sails this weekend. And I appreciate you guys uh, so very much. That's uh, all I get thank to say. You about guys. Yeah, thank, you yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have a blast. Let me go over here and we can talk about um, the question of this week here. And I put it up on YouTube because I'm not YouTube on Facebook because uh, the folks there really, they like to gobble it up. <laughs> and I asked, you know, how did you find it? And before we get into those, let's uh, let's talk to the guys here. Steve, how did you find amateur radio? I was a, an elementary school student. I was just walking back and forth from Hale Elementary School in Pasadena. And uh, back to the house and to the house. And every day I went by this, uh, we, we cut through a church parking lot. And um, there was a, a house behind the church that had this uh, tower and a tri-band antenna on it. And I kept wondering, what is that? And uh, I think probably after a year or so, one day coming back from school, I saw the gentleman was in the backyard. And I went up to the fence and I, I just... You know, my buddies and I were going, yeah, hey, we got, because we were, we were all interested in, and I was like, yeah, let's, let's ask the guy. And they're going, no, 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 we don't want to bother him. He's going to get mad at us. And then, oh, the hell with you, I'm going. And uh, so I uh, went up to the fence and uh, uh, I asked him, I go, what is that uh, on the tower? And uh, and then he just started to tell me about ham radio. And then he invited, he invited us uh, into the house and uh, to show the equipment and it was either Collins gear, like what's behind me, or or Heathkit. It was uh, it was cool. My eyes were like this big. <laughs> it was like wow, that is. And he started telling, oh yeah, I talked to people all over the world, and it just kind of started that bug. I was probably maybe fifth or sixth grade, and uh, and then after that, it was I was I was hooked, and then uh, con continued on and. Uh, Eventually got my ticket as a teenager, and here I am 46 years later. Let us know if you're here and you have not contributed to the Facebook um, conversation or on Discord. You can put your um, information and your answer here in the chat. Uh, Scotty, tell us about how you found Ham Radio. I kind of uh, fell into Ham Radio through um, after I endured a, a little uh, tragic act activity here in the town where I live. We had a, a flood back in 2011. And um, I kind of got interested in uh, trying to be find a way to share um, 
you know, information with neighbors, um, kind of an emergency sort of situation, um, and started uh, um, thinking about that sort of thing. And then um, Kelly, uh, she used to work at a, at a brewery, and there was uh, this older couple, Fred and Jean, and they were uh, they're long longtime hams. And they would come volunteer at the brewery, helping with tours and stuff. Um, and started talking to me about the amateur radio and and so I started kind of looking into that doing some stuff online just kind of reading about it and I was like this is this seems really cool I want to want to get into this and so I uh, got my tech and um yada 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 now I'm an extra <laughs> oh it was a lot of quick quick movement there yeah I think it you know I think I got involved because I wanted to and we've talked about this on the show and in some point how things have changed in amateur radio and it's a, it's an ongoing discussion and i think this is the kind of show this is basically a radio style show about ham radio i think is the, the approach that you know i i like us to take we talk about current events and things that are happening and things that have ha- you know what what's going on but i think um my first exposure to it was my father my father was a cb guy and here's is one of the reasons why i never crap on CD guys, and I was so happy when I probably sheepishly brought this to Steve, because I think when you find experienced hams that have been doing it for decades, you may feel a little like, I don't know if I should even bring this up, like I I was almost embarrassed that my father was a sea beer, because of what I've heard on the air was not conducive to it, you know what I mean? And I had always had this kind of like, oh, radio, radio's radio, right? And the guys are like, you are not, you are not worthy, you suck. CB, and when I met Steve, and I told him, you know, I'm, my father was a CB guy, I think I probably pulled back and waited for the hammer to drop on my head, and Steve was like, cool, there's been so many great people that have come to ham radio through CB, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you, Lord, I was worried, so, you know, I never really said this to him, but he knows my story and my background, my father was a CB guy, very busy, and uh, he, you know, he he had a phase, and I think in the 70s, when I was a little boy, it was all over the place. It was in the. It was on the movies. It was on uh, Cannonball Run. Was the Cannonball Run or Smoking the Bandit? You know all the movies. Smoking the Bandit. Yep. That and was radio was really this thing. Popular. It became like a thing. And my father, I think, joined in on that. He had a big sort of quad wacky thing up on the roof, and he would key up the mic. I think we had a grounding problem. The lights would flicker, and the neighbors would bang, 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 bang. bang. <laughs> we were all in row homes, you know. And uh, he didn't care, but he could talk to his buddies. <laughs> but emergency communications, he took us out one night, me and him. My mother doesn't remember this. I was a little boy, probably seven or eight years old, and we were looking for somebody who got lost in the zoo or around the zoo area, a little girl. And CB radio, these guys were connecting up, talking in a five-mile radius about where they are, where they've looked, what they've seen. They were checking in with each other, and I get it, guys. I understand. The CB was a, is a different beast than what we do, but it was basically how I ended up finding it many years later after broadcast mm-hmm. radio. My dad planted the seed in me. You know, around 2010, 2012, I started thinking, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out how the other side of this antenna or this microphone works. And uh, that was kind of my introduction. I know I unpacked a lot of things there, Steve, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to maybe start with, number one, CB and the introduction of CB radio to ham and then whatever you want to talk about. Oh yeah, no, it, it's 
I I started in CB myself. I mean, as a as a teenager, it was basically that's how we get our foot in the door and in radio. And then after being active on it, I always you know it's try to be a you know an amateur radio operator. That was my my end goal. But it was uh, for me the code was the um, was the roadblock. The technical part, the written part was easy. But the code uh, was really tough, and uh, but it took me a while to get through it, and then I got there, and and then moved on. But a lot of people forget that you know, eleven meters was an amateur band, and then in the fifties it got reallocated to uh, the current use that it is now. And um, but there is people that are um, they're they're hung up about uh, other folks coming from operating and on 11 meters and to me it's i i view it as the farm league of radio communications as far as hobbyist radio communications and if if you get the bug it's good it's awesome and then now transitioning from cb over to getting your license is so much easier and more convenient these days than it was back in the day and uh, so i I don't have a problem with it. I know there are still people out there that have a problem with it. And it's like, well, they're using that trucker language and stuff. And it's like, so who cares? It doesn't matter. As long as they say their call sign every 10 minutes, who cares? So uh, I think it's an, it's awesome. And if you started, you know, in citizen band, great. Awesome. We're glad to have you here. You know, I've been saying this on the TikTok because I started. It's fun. One minute little clippities and I'm off. Like, it's it's just kind of fun, right? And the engagement is fun. It's clickety. I want a little clickety. One minute. And, you know, I've been saying, you know, it's your hobby too. Because what I'll end up hearing is I'll hear somebody say something wacky. Something about phonetics this week and then I posted a one minute about that. The one thing to learn about phonetics is when it's in times of emergency, make sure you use your proper phonetics. Otherwise, have a good time. You're talking to your friends, you're playing around, you know, you know, stay within the rules, but have a good time was a, one of my videos this week. And these guys were just, you know, it's just like, oh, man, and I don't want to rag on them because it's their hobby, too. It's just they're choosing mm -hmm. to do this. And I'm like, OK, but say, you know what, phonetics during an emergency is where you need to really Snap down. Don't go, hey, King Zero, shake the house, man. I'd like to tell you a little bit about the flood. You know, you're going to be like, dude, please go away. Like, stop. You know, <laughs> give your proper phonetics. That sort of thing. You guys are welcome to uh, drop in how you found amateur radio into our chat. Again, everybody's welcome to join us. Six o'clock Central, the live recording of this podcast. Uh, it's a video podcast. So we uh, put the video up on YouTube it's live streamed on YouTube and the audio goes to audio. Waka waka, you're uh, willing to uh, join us. We'd love to have you here. Scotty, anybody in our chat tonight, before we go over to our other socials for replies, anybody in the uh, chat tonight sharing how they found amateur radio? No pressure if not. No, no, I've just been glad to. Yeah, a few folks have uh, have put it, um, put, put on how they've come across ham radio. Um, uh, Stephen Stephen Wood found ham radio through uh, shortwave in an old uh, copy of QST magazine at the public library. Cool, that's cool. Um, Jay Jm he found ham through a neighbor. Uh, thought it would be handy if there was a blizzard or a shtf situation. 
um, and uh, UHF radio stuff through uh, prepper groups. Good. Uh, and then he got uh, he got hooked, and now he's general studying for for extra. Um, nice. Yeah. All right. Very that's cool. That's all I'm seeing in the air. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. You guys are welcome to uh, contribute since you're here. We took you guys uh, on the first side. Let's go over to our Facebook group, which is about 15,600 strong at the moment. We appreciate you and love all of you. It's got a different field in our um, Discord channel. We get a little deeper into the Discord thing. We can get into different interests there. We can uh, section things off. But look, it's one community and find us wherever you are. We'd love it, uh, to have you there. Joel says he needed a new challenge, and it seemed fun. He's now an extra with dual accredited VE. Really enjoy nice. building stuff in the hobby. Is anybody, either of you guys, a VE? I was accredited with the ARRL, and um, I went to renew, and some snafu happened and never got the uh, renewal. So I was supposed to get a sticker. Never arrived. <laughs> You didn't get your damn stick. I, I am going to call somebody. Didn't get my sticker. I'm not either, but uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of folks really enjoy that VE service. It's kind of like, uh, I bet you there's a little bit of, I don't know uh, if it's an endorphin or whatever, but a good rise out of newly and minting they, these hams. Mm -hmm. And they are very, very important. It's, if it wasn't for our VEs, our hobby wouldn't be where it is now. And uh, uh, thumbs up for all the VEs out there and, to, you know, donating their time to keep the hobby going and and getting really creative these last couple of years um we just had a club meeting uh yesterday uh morning and uh it was brought up in the club meeting uh, a new member uh who took his test from the alaska um ve group Whoa, so dang. online and uh <clears throat> the alaska ve group sent a note to the club saying hey there's a new member turns out he was at the meeting yesterday, so it, it worked out uh, pretty good. But, uh, nice. yeah, the VEs are the backbone of our hobby here, and uh, thumbs up to every single one of them that takes the time out and, uh, and you know, gives their time, donates their time to the hobby here and uh, help grow it and uh, get people, uh, you know, upgraded at the same time. Thumbs up. Absolutely. There you go. There you go, everybody giving you love there, taking care of the new hams, bringing them in, and uh, teaching them right. <laughs> Tony says, uh, I was first licensed in April of 1992, KB3AAL. He was a novice, although he grew up around radios, as my parents were very active CBers in the 70s. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yep. Don, AC6ZZ, when I was around eight, that sounds familiar, too. I was playing with the big radio in our front room. And at the end of the band, these old men were talking, 160-meter band. Took 15 years, but I became one. Dell, he's, nice. uh, let's see, he was introduced uh, by his soon-to-be father-in-law by getting into Gordon West, WB6NOA, Radio Shack Technician Class Study Guide for Christmas in 1992. Nice. Thank you, Mr. West, for all your... Um, your study guides and your books and helping uh, hams 
Let's see. Phil said, uh, after kindergarten, my friend asked me to stop for milking cookies. I don't know if I want to continue reading this. His place was <laughs> yeah. on my way home, so no problem. <laughs> after a snack, he says, come on, follow me to the basement. Uh-oh, I probably should have read it. Oh, dear. He turns the light on, and it was a rack-mounted heaven. Uh, he turned on the radio and actually called out and spoke to a guy. He thought uh, they, they were going to be arrested. Um, just looking at all the equipment, the radio noise, the meters, he was hooked. It took 37 years until I finally got my ticket. That's Phil, November 2, Lima, Victor Golf. Charles is nice. WA8TJC, third generation ham. This call belonged to his grandpa. My dad Sweet. was also a ham. I love those stories, man. I just love yeah, I, that. Yeah, so do I. I love those when... Uh... Uh, grandsons or sons or daughters uh, take their uh, their parents or grandparents uh, calls and uh, keep keep it going and uh, and then the stories I really like hearing is uh, so a grandson takes the call of uh, assume, assumes the call of his grandfather and then he's out there on HF and then makes a contact with someone that said hey I, was mm -hmm. so and so your grandfather or do you know so and so and they go oh yeah it was my grandfather and then to rent you know to hear that story them their the friend of their grandfather telling the grandson I mean it just that is super cool that is cool. I, n I never got to meet my uh, my grandfather on on my mom's side of the family. I think I really would have uh, liked him. I think he if if uh, he was around when I was born, it would really would have changed uh, some things for me. So did some I did some research on him, and he uh, worked for the Navy Research Lab developing radar systems. Mm. And um, nice. and actually, he was uh, he helped develop the uh, the landing radar for the lunar lander for the damn. Hey. Um, so yeah, nice. um, but he, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, about a year before I was born at a very young age of 48. So I never got to meet him, but that is, that's too, way too young, way too young. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, we'll come back to you. We've got a few that are coming in, uh, live here, but we'll go back here for a quick minute because we want to get to your questions here. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it, drop it into the chat. We've got a few that I've collected. Travis, W7TVS, he says, I was introduced to radio when I was 11 years old by my step-grandfather, now a silent key. His call was Kilo Bravo 7 Sierra Oscar. It just blew my mind that he could talk all over the world on a wire. I was hooked. Uh, Bill says, Bob Kenny, Kilo 1, B-O-P, he's now a silent key, was his seventh grade science teacher in 1977. He had three Heathkit single banders in the classroom and a double extended zep on the roof. Nice. He was a hell of an Elmer. Uh, Mark says he was a shortwave listener than CW. I'm sorry, than uh, CB, than a ham. Uh, he is nice. November 9th. Nice progression. November, papa, November. Let's see, so many more coming in. Rick is here. George, uh, Farmer Rex is here. And uh, just a great bit of stories. So join us on Facebook. You can go back and read through all of these and uh, join the community there as well. Let's go over to Scotty and see who's here and active, letting us know what's going on uh, in the chat. All right. Yeah, we've got some, uh, some folks chiming in. Uh, Don, Don Z. Uh, he started in CB 50 years ago. Um he said the code stymied me, and but uh, reacquainted it with uh, two years ago when he heard there was a no code um, requirement anymore for getting licensed. Um, 
And then uh, Ignorance the Extra in two months then became a VE as well. So nice, that's uh, nice. Don. James, uh, James, Jim, what's going on, man? I had my VE card and was very active in California here, uh, NCA here in New Mexico. Uh, there's nothing close. Uh, Leo's dad was a CBer, and uh, uh, Leo found ham uh, from a radio from a job I had back in the early 90s, he says. I uh, got his tech in 94 and uh, fell, in, uh, fell into the group of no-code people. Life took over, but this year he got his general. All right. Congratulations. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas says he became fascinated with ham radio and his use after reading an article on, in, in an encyclopedia. It took uh, two decades before he got his license. CB and scanner listening finally pushed him into the hobby. Beautiful. Very cool. I'm a, I have a scanner listener as well. I have a few here on the on the shelf. Um, the, Paul, um, Uncle Paul, he's, uh, his grandson is six, uh, and he's had him on the radio and um, on the net, uh, and he thinks he's hooked. So we gotta, gotta, he's going to keep it going. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. All right. There's so many great stories there. Join us on all of our socials. Look down in the link below here, whether you're listening to the podcast or watching the live stream. The recording of the show is happening on YouTube. If you want to, all the links are down below. There are some ham fests. I'm always surprised about all the different ham fests that are happening. I'm like, November? No way. Nobody's getting together right now. And, uh, I, you know, I was like, I told my daughter yesterday, I, I wouldn't mind going to a ham fest. Like, you know, when was, I was being deprived. There's one in January, but I'm like, I wouldn't mind going. Like, today would have been a good day. It was so windy yesterday and eh, all the things I mentioned earlier, but... Anyway, I was like, I'm kind of fixing to uh, get myself out there and see some uh, people and see some gear. What's going on, Scotty, in terms of HandFest in November? Well, I'll tell you, it would have been a great weekend for a hand, some HandFest. It was sunny and 80 degrees here in Maryland yesterday. Ooh. So, Ooh. Um, yeah, and it was in the mid-70s today, although it was a little cloudy and rainy. But there's a few HandFests going on this weekend. I, I grabbed a, a, a few from the ARRL site. Um, we also have a uh, channel for HamFest on our Discord server. If you join us over there, you can drop info about your club's activities, HamFests, and, and goings-ons over there. What do we have happening November 12th? The 70th Annual Rock Hill HamFest. Also an ARRL section convention in Rock Hill, South Carolina is happening. On November 12th, Montgomery Amateur Radio Clubs having their ham fest. This is also a, an ARRL section convention in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, November 13th, the Long Island Ham Fest and Electronics Fair in Hicksville, New York. So just some of the ham fest activities and conventions uh, happening uh, this coming up weekend. Beautiful. Remember, we are community yes, supported. We are community supported. We uh, don't have any major sponsors. We do have BioNO Power. They're with us a couple of times a month, but we need to depend on our community. If you get value from this community... Think about something that may work for you, and you can ensure the future of the podcast and our community. There's no sign-ups on Buy Me a Coffee. That's one of the things about Patreon that people do not like. They don't like to have to sign up and get an account started. It's a big pain and a ding-dong. You don't have to do that. You don't have to get any long-term commitments. Donate whatever you like if you want to. It's as simple as buying a cup of coffee, and there's also some membership areas there that the team has been working on, which is sort of like, you know, you can come behind the scenes, watch the show happen, and all the juicy bits are before the show happens. We say some crazy stuff. So uh, you can get in. All the juicy bits. It's juicy 
bits. Uh, there you oh, go. Yeah. So consider it if it fits into your budget right now. Cool. We want to be community supported. That way we can, can remain independent. This is the portion of the program. I can't, can't believe how fast this time goes, Steve. I know. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's wow, just ridiculous. Done. It's ridiculous. One of our uh, cornerstones. I really know. Done. I know. I was ready to do this show at like three in the afternoon. I'm like, damn. I'm going, mm, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I had to think about it. It's like, what time are we doing the show today? It's Come like, on. What's what going on here? It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> Each week, we like to uh, take a question from our audience. And you can uh, also do this here tonight if you're with us. Put a cue in front of it so Scotty can pull it out. We'll try to get to those as quickly as we can. We know there's at least one in the queue, and I've got several here to talk about. This one from a Cornerstone member now. He donated this weekend, so he got moved right to the front there. Uh, it's, it's Big Ben. Big Ben wants to know, how does an amplifier amplify your signal? What do you think about that, Steve? Uh, well, it basically, so you have so much power of coming out, and which is the drive, and then uh, what it's doing is feeding into a an, an amplifying circuit, which in turn boosts the voltage and current, and uh, and uh, it, it just uh, wow, <laughs> uh, it, it just amplifies the the signal. I it, yeah, it's pretty simplistic, but uh, so you're if you have twenty five watts, you're gonna it's gonna pr produce so much current and voltage across a 50 ohm load and then it goes into an amplifier which then will boost it by so many db that the amplifier ratings are, are rated in db so for every 3 db you double the power so if it, or and then if you go to 10 db it's 10 times the power so uh, uh so we'll just go a 10 db amplifier you're putting in 25 watts in that stage will then the little you got a small signal driving a larger signal and then it will uh, amplify it. It, it this is really really simplistic and uh but uh it, it essentially is uh just um let me how to try to make it as simple as possible you're taking like a uh, let's let's take a starter motor i've been working on starter motors in my on my boy's truck but you use a s small current of uh, 12 volts to operate a solenoid which in turn then closes a contact which allows a large amount of current to flow to turn the starter motor amplifiers kind of in that same basic concept so you're using a little bit of the signal to actually work a larger signal with higher voltage and uh and a little more current and and then that controlling signal is controlling the other the the larger signal which in turn gives you that amplification that's the simplest term i can keep it at uh we can go super deep into class a class b a b class c amplifiers even class d but we don't want to go down we don't want to get into the weeds that deep okay very good uh scotty you have a word about decibels do you want to explain what a decibel is i love to just take my team and throw the hardest crap at them when they're not <laughs> experienced but we're saying uh, dbs uh, right do you have a quick one right. for a decibel uh, well, decibels it is a unit of measurement of amplitude and it is on a on, on a, a logarithmic scale so a, a log of 10 if i remember correctly yes. um 
and uh, Alexander Graham Bell is is uh, kind of came up with this scale, this measurement for amplitude, and that's it. Uh, decibel. So there's your ten and bell for Alexander mm -hmm. Graham Bell. Um, that's off the top of my head. That's all I can. That's think enough. Of at the moment. That's enough. Very good. Very good. I like to just throw them in there and give them we a little of this. We can get super deep in the weeds. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Next question. Let's see here what we have coming in. Insulated or bare wire? What's the difference? Jim wants to know. No, none. Not not, not when it comes to RF. I mean, there's been uh, uh, a little bit of change, but for, for the most part, it doesn't have any issue other than uh, insulated wire gives you an insulating property, especially if your antenna wire is rubbing up against a tree. <laughs> I was just and, thinking, uh, does the insulated <laughs> wire, are they warmer? Is it a warmer wire warmer. than the one it will give you, not? It will give you a warmer <laughs> a wire koozie. And, and <laughs> but, Correct. Uh, <laughs> Good answer. But, but for the most part, it's uh, there's no difference. You know, I got to say real quick, because I know we're really pushing up on everybody's time. Boy, it really goes fast. But, uh, you know, I always had this thing in my mind that bare wire was something less than. And you sent me this thing out that was beautiful and patina. And I was like, it's actually uh, really cool. Like, I thought bare wire was like maybe not as much. So yeah, you're yeah. saying no. I've with that particular antenna that I sent you, I had some issues with branches that would rub the wire and I saw the difference in, it made a difference in the uh, um, SWR and changed a few mm -hmm. uh, few readings. But with insulated wire, you don't have that electrical contact between a tree branch and a, and an uninsulated wire. But you. as far as RF is concerned, it doesn't matter. What would you pick, wire, bare, or insulated? If you had to pick, I it depends what I what I source at the time. I I have no <laughs> preference to either or. Wire insulated, correct answer, Steve. Ding, 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 ding. All right, <laughs> you, know, you don't want to get your wire cold. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wrap that wrap. Gotta wrap them up. Here's another question from Mike: Is there a way to look up? who Ham Towers belong to. He wrote me a, a, a deeper question, but he drives through town and he sees Ham Radio Towers. He knows their Ham Radio antennas. Is there a way to look those people up? Mm, yeah, there's. Uh, it takes a little it, little digging and it can be kind of a little creepy. Creepy? Um, Good creepy answer. Action. Yeah, <laughs> but um, one is to um, drive by the house. Or the or the you know the, where where you see the antenna get a still creepy <laughs> still creepy knock on the door um, if take a photo if of yourself and post it on Discord <laughs> if you're <laughs> lucky the there might be a a vehicle with uh, cam call plates in front but if not you can do a reverse if you have an address you can do a reverse lookup through like QRZ via address won't get you a hundred percent because some people utilize PO boxes for their uh, mailing addresses so it uh, it may or may not work but that's that's one that's one aspect um, if you are looking at a tower a commercial tower that's over 200 feet they will be there will be a registration number and uh, that uh, tower registration number can be looked up through the FCC survey says creepy creepy. <laughs> Top five answers on the board. Don't look it up. Be careful out there. 
<laughs> All right. Did you feel like you gave it a good? I'm just teasing and having a good yeah. time. No. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, it's still. A but it could reduced. be. It could be viewed. You know, these days it's. <laughs> you know, it just people kind of take things a little weird. All right, let's continue on. Uh, just about nine minutes left in our show. We want to get as many as we can. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. We'll try to grab it out of there as fast as possible. Here's uh, something from Cliff. Limited space, no amp. How can I prove my signal strength? He said uh, he was uh, telling me he's got 4-4 four, four signal reports. He wants to bump it up to a 5-9. He's got limited space to deal with and no amp. Is there anything that you can um, suggest it's for him? The in- it's the antenna i mean that's where it's gonna come down to it it's uh antenna 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 and then if you've gone as far as you can with an antenna then the only thing left is an amp but uh and when you're dealing with limited space uh your your antenna selection is limited that's the that's the hard part but uh improve your antenna because it works in both directions. An amplifier is only a one-way device. It only improves your transmit and doesn't improve your receive, but your antenna will improve your receive and transmit. So it's a bi-directional device. There you are. Thank you for the question there. I think we have time for one more. We have uh, another one in uh, from James as well. Let's get to James's. He says, how many people keep a station log and any upgrades such as antenna, radio, also RF exposure, calculations? He's Kilo Golf 5, Lima, Tango, Lima. Tango, I, I don't have a lot well, of time Well, we're all, all supposed to have our RF calculations. I mean, yes, I do oh, that man. religiously. Yep. We, we do that. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, we yeah, have yeah. to. And we have oh, gone through mine. Yeah, here's mine right here. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, Yep, we have to have it. Uh, a lot of people, when it comes to you know antenna systems and changes in the station, I don't keep a log in that. Uh, I do that too much at work and mm-hmm. uh, site logs and things like that. But I, it's a good idea. I mean, I think it's an awesome idea. We should uh, write those things down. I'm just still thinking I'm young in the head and old in the butt. But uh, it. Uh, you know, try to keep it in the in the in my mind. You know what I've done and uh, and improvements. But it's a really good idea to kind of keep a uh, a uh, a log of what you've done and changes. Because if you're making other changes, then you go, well, did I do? And you might be duplicating things if you ha- if you haven't written it down and say, oh yeah, I've already tried that and that didn't work. Old in the butt. Right butt. answer. Yep. That's right the right answer, answer for. <laughs> and then you there was right one there. more Thank in the you. Discord. There was, was uh, from oh, Greg. I... Okay. There was one oh, earlier. I don't know if I have that pulled up. There was a question there, but I, I definitely have one uh, we can go with for now. And let's see, I got another one here. Uh, let's see, Amanda. She asks, "Can you explain forward and reflective power a bit?" Okay, so. Forward power is the power that's going from your radio to your antenna. So that's that's how, what's referred to as forward power. It's just being forwarded from your radio to your antenna. Reflected power is what's coming back from the antenna back towards the radio. So uh, and that's how we determined uh, SWR and uh, so standing wave ratio. And if you have too much power coming back, new radios will say, hey, I, there's a, a mismatch in the antenna system. I'm going to power down. I'm going to reduce the power. And a lot of the brand new radios, they have a, a protection circuit that 
they're protecting us from ourselves and uh, uh and then it will reduce the power older radios won't do that you it will just still crank out the full power and then eventually the it will burn up but it is just a way to how we determine vswr or voltage standing wave ratio by looking at a at a ratio of forward power so we got 100 watts going forward if we have 11 watts coming back that's a two to one uh vswr so that's how we uh, determine that reading so if you you hear people make reference oh yeah my you know my antenna is uh, 1.5 to 1 then that's a, a pretty good um value for as far as uh, vswr and then but how you determine that is by measuring forward and reverse power all right thank you for that question appreciate you thank you amanda and all then, right friends let me bring up what greg had it was you kind of uh, oh yeah yeah it was I, I, uh, I copied it over into the uh into the into the uh behind the scenes chat all right as you guys okay. find it just want to let you know we're going to be wrapping up here soon uh, our friends who are here in uh, live with us, we do live coverage in the YouTube channel. You're welcome to join us after that. We'll try to get the one last question here. And I want to know what you're struggling with. Send us a link. Contact us. Let us know what you're struggling with. We're here to help you. And uh, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, is our Sunday evening net live coverage headed your way in just a little bit. We'll be departing our audio listeners here shortly. Did you guys find it? And do a quickie. Yeah, I have it. I, yeah, I have yeah, it. So, yeah, it's so, so, Greg, uh, AC8 Tango uh, had a question. Is uh, Are there ways to evaluate noise at a location short of setting up a radio and antenna? So, figuring Greg wants to go out, set up a POTA or some kind of portable operation. I suspect a, radio, a regular old AM radio will give you some information, but guessing... It won't give much that on the higher frequencies. However, it would be not very fun to set up and you know on 20 meters, and all of a sudden you can't uh, you can't uh, uh, you know operate. So he was kind of wondering if there was a sneak peek or trying to figure out how to do that. And I did a little, you know, I saw the question this morning, did a little research, and I couldn't find anything. Um, Rex kind of gave a comment on using an SDR receiver. I that was kind of my thought, or a portable uh, shortwave receiver. You can do, you can do that. Set that up. Um, there is no really easy little handheld device. I will tell you, but other than setting the radio up, and uh, but uh, maybe just throw out a quick wire antenna and give it a test. And if it doesn't work, then then abandon the uh, the project there. So, but there's there you go, Greg. I wish I could give you something you. better. Well, there you go, friends. We've done it again. We've given you a, a solid one hour for your ear hole. So take it with you on the train, on the plane, on the bike. And uh, we appreciate and you very in much. In the car, too. <coughs> in the car. Let friends, us know what you're struggling with. We want to know if you have questions. Join us on Discord, Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. And all of these places we'll be giving live uh, con uh, concert coverage. Yeah. I've had a bourbon this evening. We'll be giving you live concert <laughs> coverage, baby. Pearl Jam is in town tonight. Anyway, live net coverage we'll coming your way. the show. My thanks to Steve, W7UDI, <laughs> and Scotty, KC3BXN. Thank you all. Thank you all for making this a uh, great community and a damn good show. Yeah!
Hey, what's the crack on, boy? It's a good show. This is a damn good show. That's right. The country boys love a show down south. Stay tuned over <laughs> most of these sta- same stations. The Sunday evening net is coming your ways. And uh, have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Get out there and do your voting thing. Everybody's supposed to get out there and vote. Do that on Tuesday. And by all means, if you can, Tuesday, hon, get out there and vote for them. But by all means, please try and stay above the noise. 73, guys. 73, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.